Hello and welcome to the SJ Chronicles. It is coming up to 10 past 11 on Thursday the 16th of November 2017. So I didn't do uh, an episode yesterday because it ended up being a really long day. Um, ending with one of our culture group meetings that we do once a month. And by the time I got home and had some other stuff to do and got to bed, it was kind of two in the morning. So uh, no no state really to um, <laughs> to say anything sensible on a podcast episode. Um, today, doing a little bit of work this morning and then um, today and tomorrow we have the London Vet Show, which is a, a show that started, I'm not sure exactly when, I think it's within the last 10 years at some point. Um, and I think it was more of a sort of, commercial exhibition show when it first began but has now also developed into uh, having some CPD streams as well and seems to go from strength to strength. So it's become another one of the big vet shows in uh, the UK and um, obviously being based in London it's a great catchment in terms of transports easy and that kind of thing. Um, I'm not actually attending the show but um, I've got to meet with two or three people this afternoon and then um, this evening I'm going to be having dinner with a, a really good friend of mine who is a vet that works up in the Midlands and um, you know I became friends with her when I had my first job up there and um, we don't see each other very often um, but we do sort of try and keep in touch and so it seemed like a great opportunity to to connect and have dinner together so that that would be really cool. Um, what I wanted to talk about on this segment was you know, because I've said many times before about the fact that the Ralph is being founded um, on a vision that includes a huge commitment to a certain type of culture and our core values. And, you know, some of the things that we discussed uh, at our meeting last night, um, it really brought into sharp focus the, the difficulties of doing what we're trying to do in that respect. Um, I've said before, you know, that for me, it's wrong to think of culture as being separate to everything else around the business. I think when people think of business, they're going to think of operations, they're going to think of financials, they're going to think of branding and marketing. Um, and some people can sort of put culture as another bucket, if you like. But for me, actually, culture underpins all of those other things because all of the things that you do and all of the decisions that you make, I think, should be made with a cultural lens. But then there are also some other, some things that, for sure, you know, you would say, well we are doing these things more in the, in, um, with the intention of executing on our cultural promise, if you like. Um, but, you know, I do think it's all, it's all interrelated. And, you know, I think that what we're trying to do with the Ralph, I think that it's not, um, that the ideas and the things and the initiatives and so on are not, we're not reinventing the wheel um, because a lot of these things are, are ideas that exist in other sectors but have not to my knowledge been deployed in any kind of uh, significant way in the veterinary sector very well to date and then of course we're taking some of these existing ideas but we're giving them a twist that is both relevant to the veterinary sector but also you know that is a Ralph twist um, so the way that we want to do things around the Ralph as it were um, and so in that regard yeah we are doing something that is that is unique but I think it's fair to say that, um, you know, this commitment, having an authentic commitment to a founding culture is clearly not an easy thing um, to be doing. And, you know, I think that it becomes increasingly apparent the more you engage with people that are outside of the core team of the project, if you like, to that you understand, you know, just um, the, the, 
the vastness of that challenge, if you like, because um, people are just so unfamiliar with what it is you're doing. They're also, I think, extremely unfamiliar with the depth of the commitment to it. Um, and, you know, so that's going to be something that I think is going to be part of our challenge really is to get people to understand what we're talking about, but also that we're genuinely committed to it. And I don't think those are just going to be people that are, you know, distant from the project, but also some people that are actually intimately, intimately part of the project because it's, they're just coming from a background that they're just so very unfamiliar um, with what you're talking about. I'm actually going to break here. I want to come back and do another segment, which is really the, the main focus of what I want to talk about, which is, you know, is it realistic to have this authentic commitment to culture, especially in the context of a startup business? So I'll be back in a second. Okay, so I'm just picking up. I wanted to talk about um, this challenges of a cultural commitment. So clearly, um, the whole purpose of a business is to be a business, right? So the business can't exist without executing on all of the operational and service delivery, etc., things that that the business is meant to do. So in our in our case, you know, we're a veterinary referral hospital. Therefore, we have to have the ability to see referral patients and to to give them the care that they require you know so we need the appropriate team members in their relevant disciplines and so on in order to be able to do that and of course all of that is a given you then have to sort of say well you know especially when you're in a, a startup situation potentially the situation is more challenging i think you have great opportunities as a startup because you're able to start a story from the beginning and you know do what we're trying to do which is to do it in the way that we feel is a, is appropriate and right in inverted commas um that is easier to do than trying to retrofit a culture and a story to something down the line that's been in existence for a while but on the flip side there are huge challenges of being a startup right and that includes both in the funding it includes in the securing of the site but it also includes in you know your ability to recruit team members um, I've always said that that's not something that that concerns me because I believe it's, there's you know a lot of people that are looking for something like what we're doing. But um, at the bottom line of that, obviously you do need to be able to to get team members on board in order to then deliver your service. So all of that is a given, and I think one of the things that becomes um, you know this real kind of challenge to how authentically committed to you to your culture are you is at what point are you willing to trade off on your cultural commitment? And I'm talking here more specifically about the scenario where, you know, <clears throat> I've always said that part that our recruitment process is going to be very focused on trying to make sure that we take on board people that we feel get the ethos of what we're trying to do and are passionate and excited and inspired by the culture that we're trying to deliver. And, you know, that that is part of our selection criteria and it may not be part of the selection criteria of many other places but it will be for us and likewise you know <clears throat> I hate talking about things like performance review but basically when people have joined the team um, you know part of how they participate in the team and in the hospital is not just about their performance in terms of the delivery of the clinical service and so forth it's also about you know their, their um, how culturally consistent they are in their attitudes and behaviors and so on 
And I've said before, you know, about the fact that um, <clears throat> we're, we're absolutely going to be trying to help people in that regard and have people on a journey and allow them the opportunity to taste and evolve through what we're trying to do. Um, you know, but there is this kind of scenario that uh, what if you find yourself saying, well, I need to fill a role and I genuinely cannot find anybody for this role that I feel is a good cultural fit for us. But without filling this role, we will not be able to execute on this part of the business. And what decision are you going to make in that scenario? You know, and of course, the reality is that the bottom line is that, especially as a startup, um, you're going to have to, you know, deliver the service. And therefore, probably you are going to have to take that person on. But it doesn't have to be like, well, we would take you on and you're with us forever, right? I think there's there's going to have to be some flexibility around that situation where it is, you know, for the time being, whilst we look for someone we think is more suitable for the role, and obviously in a very transparent and candid way, so a short-term contract or a locum position or whatever it might be. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I, I think that uh, that is a decision to be made as a very much a last resort and that there are quite a lot of people in the world and there are quite a lot of specialists and there are quite a lot of nurses. And for me, I've you know, I'm firmly committed to the belief that we will be able to bring together people who to some level are inside inspired and excited by what we're trying to do um, and you know not trade off our commitment to culture lightly um, because otherwise it just loses this whole authenticity and the foundational structure of what you're trying to do and you go down a slippery slope into ending up being you know where other people are which is very much not the founding vision and if you like would be considered a failure so <clears throat> I think it's a really complicated, it's not complicated, it's a really challenging situation and you have to be realistic about delivering your service but I think you also have to be obsessively committed to your cultural commitment. Um, I hope some of that made sense, I'm going to check out and I will catch you again probably later tonight, cheers, bye bye. Hey, so it's um, 12.30 a.m., half past midnight, um, Thursday night into Friday morning. Not long got back home. Um, I mentioned earlier that I was going to be attending part, um, well, not attending the London Vet Show, but hanging out on the periphery, <laughs> having some meetings, um, and then having dinner with a, a friend of mine, and as it turned out, one of her good friends as well, um, which was very good. Um, so I didn't get home until about half past 11 and um, just had some stuff I needed to uh, to take care of. Um, hope you've had a, a good day. So uh, the probably the main thing I wanted to just um, round off this episode with is one of the meetings I had today with um, was with somebody who is non-veterinary uh, but has set up a business in the veterinary sector and um, we talked a lot about entrepreneurship and culture and core values, um, all of the things that I speak of often. Um, and it was interesting because we sort of were exchanging stories about what we're doing now and what we've done in the past. Um, and, you know, she was telling me about her previous life back in Denmark. Um, and it was interesting because one of the jobs she had in Denmark was with a company that had uh, an office in Denmark with 200 people and 22 directors 
and then their headquarters was actually in the UK and they had another 200 people there um and you know she said that she took the position at this company um in basically marketing for one of the small brands that the company was looking after she took the position based on the core values of the company and then um you know turned up on day one and very quickly realized that that things were not what not what she had been promised um and that they weren't actually, you know, abiding by and keeping to, or at least doing their best to keep to their core values. And um, I won't go into all of the detail, but um, she said, you know, that basically by about three months into the job, four months into the job, she decided that she was going to leave because things were really not what um, they had been made out to be. And, and this point, you know, is something that in fact, um, we talked about last night at our culture group meeting in the context of a one of the members of our culture group has experience in a, another big referral center and you know um, apparently there a lot of the nurses in particular um, will leave before their three-month probation period is up um, so anyway so this person I met with today so she was saying you know that she was basically gonna leave and then a new director started and so she thought well before I leave I will just have a chat with him and tell him what I found and that I'm planning on leaving and this is the reason and so she did that and he said well look give me a bit of time and let me look into it and he spent about a month or so doing his research and um, you know found that that she was right and that things were not what they were meant to be and that they could not deliver on some of their core values um, but she had said to him that you know if he was if he was wanting to change this that she would be willing to stick around and help and so you know together they did and she said that basically it took three years um before things had really transformed in that company and obviously as i said before there was 200 people um you know and she was saying it was interesting because at the beginning like her first day no one spoke to her everyone was just kind of very isolated there wasn't this sense of belonging there wasn't this sense of fun there wasn't this sense of positivity and excitement and commitment um, and by the time after three years, you know, people were actually working longer hours and harder, but because they were excited and passionate and committed to what they were doing and they were having fun. Um, and so it was really interesting because I'd mentioned in a, you know, a segment earlier today and earlier in this episode about, um, you know, the potentially being much harder to retro, not re well, retrofit a culture and, you know, an emphasis on core values to an existing business and actually trying to build it into the foundations as you start the business, as, you know, we're obviously trying to do. Um, so, yeah, so it was kind of interesting to hear her sort of experiences from a different, a very different business and, you know, a different sector to the one that she's now in, but how much crossover there is essentially in the core concepts. Anyway, I'm going to head off to bed quite soon, and um, so I hope uh, that um, you have a good day tomorrow, and I'll pop in and uh, say hi at some point. Cheers. Bye-bye.